0: This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Upstart and by ExpressVPN. Folks, on top of all the surreal, bizarre stuff the 2020 has thrown at us, is looking more and more like there also really is a jetpack flying outlaw somewhere here in Los Angeles, flying around the sky, scaring the crap out of airline pilots. Yeah. Uh, you may recall that back at the beginning of September, two pilots reported some bizarre sightings to the LAX control tower. An American Airlines pilot radioed. Tower, American-1997, we just passed a guy in a jetpack. The tower operator responded, American-1997, okay, thank you. Were they off to your left or right side? To which the pilot responded, off to the left side, maybe 300 yards or so, about our altitude. Not long after, a JetBlue pilot radioed, we just saw the guy pass us by in the jetpack. To which the air traffic controller responded, only in L.A.? <laughs> Hey, a nice little sample of brevity there <laughs> from the, <laughs> hey, <laughs> only in LA. It's crazy out here,
1: right? Anyway, you're going to want to land that thing, because uh it's pretty crowded. Oh, news. yeah, the <laughs> runway. No, it's clear. Yeah, yeah you're fine. Uh, anyways, the fact that two professional pilots both saw a guy flying around in a jetpack was enough to trigger an official FBI investigation, which narrowed down where the sighting took place to a small southeast LA town of uh, Kutahe. whatever. I don't know. Uh, I've literally never, there's so I've many weird i lived here little, for
0: 15, 16 years I've I, never heard of. I looked at a list of LA County cities a while back and I was like, there are so many cities in here I've literally never heard of.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, two separate Twitter users posted videos they say were shot in mid-August in Southeast LA, both of which show what sure as hell looks like a guy in a jetpack flying around up in the sky in roughly the same geographic area as the sightings that were a few weeks later. So it definitely seems like the LA jetpack guy is real. But unfortunately, we haven't heard any updates about it in the last month and a half since it was first
0: national news. Where did it go?
1: Until now.
0: Yeah. From the LA Times this week... Los Angeles International Airport officials are investigating reports of someone wearing a jetpack in the flight path. The second such report in a little over a month. An air traffic controller overseeing airline approaches warned a commercial pilot who was set up to land that an individual wearing a jetpack had been reported flying at about 6,500 feet. A China Airlines crew member reported seeing what appeared to be someone in a jetpack roughly 7 miles northwest of the airport about 1.45 p.m. Wednesday according to the Federal Aviation Administration. The FAA alerted local law enforcement and is investigating the report so uh i don't
1: know do airline pilots have dash cams because that would really be helpful here yeah Uh, i would say that if you are a pilot watching this show who's going to be flying into lax uh get out the gopro yeah get out the gopro and uh set it up and let's just see if we can't get you on the news uh look you can get a dash cam or a gopro For a pretty decent price. is like less than $100. Yeah, there's
0: like a $50 one at Costco that I keep thinking about buying, and I'm like, gah. And then as soon as I get in my next car accident, I'm going to be like, damn it. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, you'll notice the report said the sighting happened roughly seven
1: miles northwest of LAX, which would place this sighting around Santa Monica or Pacific Palisades. And based on flight radar playback from around when the incident took place, it was probably this China Airlines flight that did fly through the area. And reporting also indicates that while that's where the plane was, what they saw was several miles ahead over the Century City area of L.A. Uh, Which, for reference, that's where uh, the Nakatomi Plaza is in Die Hard. Just just to give you guys an idea of where this is. But you'll note that this is nowhere near where the first sightings happened, which was 13 miles east of the airport. So if this is the same person, they've decided to not only do it again despite an FBI investigation... (laughs) but also to do it closer to the airport. Uh, and again, in an area with a ton of air traffic. I mean, Santa Monica has its own airport that's pretty active as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, you don't realize it. Uh, yeah, you look on these flight radar maps and you're like, it is a goddamn zoo up there. Mm-hmm. I would lose my mind as an air traffic controller. Uh, and like... I mean, if you sit near LAX at night and you look up in the sky, you can can see a a line of planes. Yeah, you'll lose count of how many uh, planes. Also, we are
1: by far the number one city for helicopter traffic. Where are the police helicopters not seeing this guy? What was going on?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe he's just up there for very he just goes up, gets sighted, and then comes down. But it's like also, wouldn't more people on the ground see it? It's very strange. Yeah and spooky well
1: the main question here is why is this happening why yeah. is this uh, you would assume this one person doing
0: L- this la jetpack guy is the scary clown of 2020
1: i know it's, <laughs> it's kind of cool to have something like this a little yeah. uh a little something to yeah have a mystery surrounding it yeah he's our cryptid he is jetpack man <laughs> you know it's cryptid for a new century you know who, who needs to crack this case uh uh back in the news again because of Saturday Night Live, but Bill Burr is now a helicopter pilot and he he t- always talks about flying around L.A. If Bill Burr is the person to crack this case... I, what
0: the fuck is that?
1: <laughs> what the hell is that? Because uh, I live near the Burbank Airport and anytime yeah. I see a helicopter now, it's where he flies out of. I'm always just like... Is that Bill? It's just a funny image in my head to see, to imagine Bill Burr behind like the stick. Yeah, he's sticks probably
0: of really good at it. He sounds really good at yeah. it. He talks about it all the time. Anyway, since you watch this show, you are aware that personal jetpacks of various designs. They're not science fiction. Haven't mm-hmm. been for a long time. Really basic jetpacks capable of shitty, short, low-altitude flight have actually been around for decades. They're just not very useful. Mm-hmm. And in more recent years, a handful of inventors have developed much more capable uh, personal flight inventions. Uh, Gravity Industries' Dataless flight pack has jets mounted to the wearer's arms and back. The Zapata flyboard air is a, a bit like the platform that the Green Goblin uses. And Eve Rossi's jetpack uses large, rigid wings. Like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Uh, but based on those two cell phone videos, allegedly of the LA jetpack person, uh, this isn't any of those jetpacks. I love it. I,
1: it's a it's a great cryptid. Yeah, because it's real. It's been spotted by uh-huh. trustworthy people. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, If it's a known jetpack design, it is probably the JB-10 or JB-11 from Jetpack Aviation, which features a design that's a lot closer to what you would imagine when you hear the term (laughs) jetpack. Yes. Uh, Both of these, they're capable of flight up to 15,000 feet, but for less than 10 minutes on a single tank of fuel. They also cost between $250,000 and $350,000. So if this is the jetpack we're dealing with, whoever's flying it has a lot of money.
0: A lot they of they stole it. Yeah. That could also be... It could be a villain. It could be like <laughs> The Rocketeer, a great L.A. movie uh, where a guy comes across a prototype jetpack. Isn't Disney crime. Plus
1: supposed to be remaking this? Maybe it's just viral marketing. It could be. Uh, now, why this person or people or whoever wouldn't bother just driving an hour outside of town to go fly it in the desert or in the mountains? That's anybody's guess. Or over the water.
0: Yeah. A lot Who of knows? Southern California is empty. And
1: am free for to picking. do as you please. Yeah. But uh, it probably just comes down to the thrill of not only flying, but
0: also violating very strict laws that <laughs> risk serious prison time. Yeah, this is, a, this is a major crime. Like, it's like, oh, what is, what's the problem? He's flying. It like, like we said, L- L.A. is packed with airplanes constantly. Yeah. Like, things could go very wrong. Here. And millions of people below, like, <laughs> yeah. a- anything drops or yeah. he falls out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. It would be another 9-11 if a major plane crashed. Pretty much anywhere in LA. It yeah. would take out thousands this of people.
1: Guy, if this guy got sucked into one of those motors, it would be a catastrophe. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's one thing to be a jetpack man. It's another thing to be a jetpack outlaw. And that's yeah. what we have on our hands here. Yeah. So, I mean, we do look forward to further updates in the jetpack outlaw saga. But in the meantime, an update every once or so a uh, month has been just enough to keep yeah. that motor running. Right
0: when you start to forget that there's a jetpack outlaw roaming the skies. He, he could be back. outside your window right now. I could be the jetpack outlaw. I could be the jetpack
1: outlaw. We don't know. Yeah. It's like the beer bear. He could be above you right now. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably hear him,
0: but who knows? Yeah. The first sightings also happened at like, I don't know if it was dark yet, but they happened at night. It was like 7.30 p.m. Well, or something Well, now like it gets dark at like 6 p.m.,
1: yeah. so the jetpack man, he can fly under the cloak of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrolling the streets. Is he a superhero? Uh, Is he a supervillain? I don't know. This guy. It could be anything. Yeah. Right now, it's a it's a real Schrodinger's jetpack man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, based on his pattern so far, or hers. Yeah. Jetpack, ladies, jetpack person. We can probably
0: expect him or her to just appear directly over <laughs> LX next. <laughs> Get time. a little closer. Let's yeah. just. Like Grand Theft Auto. I can't get off anymore. I need to endanger everyone even more than before. Yeah. The thrill. Got to keep pushing the envelope. There's nothing like it. He's going to be over the Staples Center,
1: the SoFi Stadium, Disneyland, uh, Magic Mountain. You know what? Maybe he'll fly to Big Bear. It's a little bit cooler out there. You can survive a little bit easier uh, outside the heat.
0: Yeah. So there you go. We'll see. But only 10
1: minutes of fuel. I guess you'd have to go pretty quick.
0: Yeah, that's the big drawback with these things. You can kind of just go up for a minute and then... I mean, this is it. Could it could be some new prototype that actually runs yeah. efficiently? this is some Area Fifty One shit. Superhero or villain who developed their own jetpack technology that's maybe even more capable than what else? He could be right outside there. the window, right? Now. Could, we don't even know. <laughs> no, we don't he know. He could be in the house. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's crazy. Or she. Yeah.
0: Sorry. They. they, so. they yes. They. Yeah. We mm-hmm. don't know. Anyways, that's enough uh, fun news. It's just exciting. It's just it's just fun to have an outlaw flying around. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 it really, really uh, threw a wrench in this whole Yeah, year. yeah. He's not hard. Well, he, he is endangering. Like we said, he's endangering a lot of people's lives. This could go very poorly. So far, un- unintentionally. So, so far. <laughs> so far, he's just up there. And yeah. he's been spotted. But uh, yeah. next up in the news, uh, there was a big Apple event this week. They did not unveil any JetPacks, so I don't know. Who gives a shit? That man, Steve Jobs. And also, hold on. Wait. Wasn't there an Apple event like a month ago that we already talked about? Just like JetPack, man. They come by every month. Uh, Yes, there was. They showed off new Apple Watches and iPads, Mm -hmm. and they debuted the Apple One subscription service bundle. They did not reveal the new iPhones, though, because I guess they just weren't ready. Coronavirus. (laughs) Coronavirus. You guys like edging, don't you? Yeah. Uh, This week, they did reveal the iPhone 12, though. And uh, first off, to no one's surprise, all the iPhone 12 models have 5G capability. And uh, in terms of design, while the last few generations of iPhone have had curved edges, all the new iPhone 12s have flat edges. Well, throwback to the iPhone 4 and 5 like they had back in the day. Okay. I, I actually, I had an iPhone 5 and I quite liked it. Uh, anyway, also, all the new iPhones feature OLED screens instead of the old LCD or LED, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, when we say all the new iPhone 12s, well, uh, that's because there's a lot of them. There's four different tiers to choose from this time around.
1: Yeah, there's the standard vanilla iPhone 12 with a 6.1-inch screen, then the iPhone 12 mini, which... As you might guess, smaller, it has a 5.4-inch screen, but surprisingly it has the exact same hardware and features as the normal size 12, minus the screen dimensions and resolution. Both feature two 12-megapixel cameras on the back, wide and ultra-wide, and they have smaller display borders compared to previous iPhones, along with being lighter and thinner. And they uh, all have new screen glass called Ceramic Shield that is four times better at not shattering when you drop your phone. The base models start with 64 gigs of storage, starting uh, and that starts at uh, $699 for the 12 mini, and then it's $799 for the regular 12.
0: Yeah, so pretty standard. I do think it's funny that the mini version of the phone is still slightly larger than the first, like, five generations of iPhone. Yeah. Just when it was just one iPhone to choose from. Like, oh, it's so small. It's like, no, it's really not. Uh, James and Elise just recently did a video like going through for some reason they save all their old phones some
1: people and do he, that he had like an iPhone 3 or something and I was like it's tiny I cannot believe that we once used this
0: yeah no yeah. it's weird uh, I don't know like I, I'm still I still usually get the standard size phones instead of the XLs I get the I, big boy phones yeah I don't like feeling like I'm walking around with a fucking Palm Pilot in my pocket <laughs> but uh even yeah even the modern standard size phones are so much larger than the old ones and the old ones also had much worse resolution. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. We've been through a lot in the past 12 years. We have. You yeah. come a long way, baby. Mm-hmm. How about a Virginia Slim? <laughs> uh, but also, then there's the iPhone 12 Pro models. No noobs. Professionals only. Yes. And these both feature much better camera systems than the standard and mini iPhone 12. Uh, along with the wide and ultra-wide lenses, these feature a third telephoto lens. Uh, they allow you to take pictures in a new lossless format called Apple Pro Raw. And they allow video recording with high dynamic range in the Dolby Vision HDR format at up to 4K 60fps. And the footage looks pretty fucking good. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, telephoto lens, great, because you can't get too close to people anymore. Yeah. Uh, the actual video capability, uh, I the first real-world actual practical use that I've seen of, like, not the iPhone 12, but the last one, actually, was um, there's this... I'm going to expose myself to everyone but there's a show called the pioneer woman it's a cooking show mm-hmm. uh, because of the pandemic they filmed the entire show in uh, on iphone 11s and i could not tell the difference until i saw that they were filming it yeah on um, it looks as, as good as the previous
0: way that they filmed the yeah. show with like giant hd cameras yeah it's uh, the, crazy iphone cameras are really damn good yeah um you have you can have manual control over all the major settings um Image stabilization, like it, it's it's a damn good camera, mm-hmm. and like I I feel like more and more professionals are using them. If not, usually not for their primary shooter, but they're yeah. just good to have. Because well, like, that's the thing
1: is like I, the only way I even know anymore that someone's shooting on a phone is when they use the selfie vision yeah. thing, and it's like you can kind of tell with that. It's just the. I don't know, the way that it moves, or maybe I'm just used to seeing it like that. But yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe that uh, there's so many shows right now because of coronavirus that are actually shooting like that, mm-hmm. and it's working really well. Yeah, you almost much... can't notice it. The, and it's, a lot of it is to due to the uh, the smoothing technology. Yeah. There's no jitteriness at all, which is, like, really, really
0: great. Yeah, and the light sensitivity and, like, the machine learning shit that goes into that. You can shoot in kind of low light, and it looks yeah. good. Yeah, pretty much any show uh, that has panelists or whatever that film from home, are using uh, iPhones because you can send them to people. You can tell them here, just do this quick checklist of setup things, mm-hmm. and even a fucking idiot can yeah have that. And then thing you're gonna set get up the same footage
1: across the board with everyone that you're yeah. with.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, pretty. I hear the fucking jet. I'm not the jet kidding. Pack? I hear the jetpack man. I don't know. Could be.
1: Maybe you'll, if you hey look into the audio right there where we called it out. They, I
0: don't think they'll be able to hear it on our mics. Well, you'll see. Um, also, these pro cameras they feature a lidar sensor uh, that will help with uh, focusing the camera in low light, but it, it also it'll help with augmented reality a ton, and presumably also allow for stuff like three D room scanning or just like three D scanning objects. Like this is pretty wild. It's just a little throwaway thing. They're like, oh yeah. By the way, it also has a lidar camera. It's like, what? <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I, like, like I said, insane. the iPhone shit is crazy, and th- I'm just being an old curmudgeon by not wanting to switch over from Google, but, yeah. like, I, the phones are better. It's undeniable. Yeah. And, yeah, you're going to pay a premium for the Pro models, but, like, it's hard to deny how great these phones are.
0: Yeah. And that's I, coming from
1: someone who loves Android.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, like, the only thing I like really more about Android at this point still is, like, I can go to, like, my Dropbox or Google Drive account and actually download files without Apple being, like, weird about, like, are you pirating music? <laughs> Is <laughs> yeah. the year 2004?
1: 2004... Uh, anyways, the Pro models are also durable thanks to the shiny stainless steel edges available in gold if you really want to show how much you paid for the damn thing. Uh, it's $1,000 for the Pro. It's $1,099 for the Pro Max. And the starting uh, 128 gigabyte storage capacity, uh, that's... that's at. For both those prices. Uh, Luckily for a lot of people's wallets, the current iPhone product line starts with the $399 iPhone SE, the $499 iPhone XR, and the $599 iPhone 11 before getting into the new phones that range from $700 to $1,400 for the fully maxed out 512 gig iPhone 12 Pro Max, which I would assume you would need if you want to shoot in Dolby 4K. You're shooting
0: a bunch of like, lossless photos and, yeah, 4K Dolby Vision, Yeah, you're going to want the big hard drive. You're not going to be wanting to back that stuff up to iCloud when you're out of Wi-Fi range because... Well, it has
1: the 5G, Elliot.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. but still expensive. Yes. Anyways, also, they debuted their new HomePod mini smart speaker. Who cares? Okay. Uh, It kind of looks like one of those fancy, expensive Apple's down at the Whole Foods, where it's, like, individually packaged in a protective foam sleeve. Yeah. And that's clever, even if it's unintentional. I have no idea if it was or it wasn't. But it looks cool. And it's basically Apple's answer to every other smart home speaker. Yeah, Google Uh, just debuted
1: their big new one. Yeah.
0: uh, So you can use Siri to control your various smart home accessories and play music. But uh, you can also use HomePod minis in different rooms as basically a home intercom system, which is pretty cool. Like, you just assign it to, like, son's room, daughter's room, bedroom, and... uh, yeah, it acts as a home intercom system for probably cheaper than installing an actual home intercom system. You're going to
1: hear your kids fucking when they're in high school. You're going to mm-hmm. hear it. You don't want to. Get them out of the room.
0: Yeah. Leave your kids alone. Yes. Uh, you can also use it to access your phone to do stuff like read and send messages, make phone calls, find your phone, et cetera. And it costs $99, which is pretty cheap by Apple standards. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely one of those products. You're only going to want it if you're already, you already you've already gone so deep into the Apple ecosystem that... There's no other way. Yeah,
1: it's pretty much now. If you're like, if you're a family and you have a a big house or whatever, you have to kind of choose Amazon, Apple, or Google. Yeah. Because mixing and matching all that shit is it's it's probably a nightmare to to work. The Sunni and Shia of the tech world. You know, pretty much. It's like oil and water. Yeah. Son, is that a bong? I hear you (laughs) ripping upstairs. I can hear it coming through our Apple TV.
0: Hmm. Also, speaking of Apple, here's the latest on their ongoing battle against Epic Games. Uh, Last week, the judge granted an injunction to stop Apple from terminating Epic's developer account, which basically makes the temporary injunction from back in August permanent. Which is good news for Epic, but it's especially good news for all the many, many third-party developers that use Epic's Unreal Engine to make video games. Uh, As Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers said in her ruling, Epic Games and Apple are at liberty to litigate this action for the future of the digital frontier, but their dispute should not create havoc to bystanders. Thus, the public interest weighs overwhelmingly in favor of Unreal Engine and the Epic affiliates. But basically, every game developer would be <clears throat> fucked. They wouldn't yeah. be able to develop games anymore.
1: Uh, Epic, though, it, they're still banned from distributing Fortnite on the App Store in its current form, which circumvents the App Store's 30% commission, and banned from publishing any new first-party games as they might or uh, that they might develop. As for when this case, uh, which has huge implications for the entire app ecosystem, might be decided, still unclear. Judge Rogers previously suggested a jury trial as soon as next July, but both Epic and Apple now seem to want a case decided by a judge, and it's unclear how soon that might happen. So, again, stay tuned. It More happens every week.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, before we get to more news, and there's plenty more, it's time for a word from this episode's sponsors, starting with Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone's looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every single month at high interest credit card debt, it's time to check out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off high interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history
1: in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply though. Uh, Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with the application. Now the best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their
0: funds the very next business day. Over 40,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com newsday to find out how low your Upstart rate can go. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That is upstart.com newsday. And here's the fine print. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by, what about faves? Express VPN.
1: Welcome back. Mm-hmm. We talk on this show a lot about how social media companies literally only want one thing, and it is disgusting. Your personal data. <laughs> And if you've been watching a lot of Netflix lately, you may have seen a documentary called The Social Dilemma, which features tech insiders explaining how social media is engineered to exploit users' data for profit and what they call surveillance, for surveillance capitalism. Uh, say what you want about the normal capitalism that we live under, but at least you're a willing participant in the transaction. Like when you go to the store and exchange money for food. Uh-huh. But when it's your data being harvested so tech billionaire ghouls can get even more obscenely rich, that's where we got to draw the line, folks. Uh-uh. Thankfully with ExpressVPN, we've got a layer of protection around our data.
0: Every time you use the internet, big tech companies mine your data by tracking your searches, messages, and video history. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, it hides your IP address, which websites use to personally identify you. That makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. You still need to be careful with what you share on social media, but ExpressVPN can make your web browsing more anonymous. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and prying eyes. Many VPNs slow down your internet, but not ExpressVPN. It's incredibly fast and easy to use. You just tap one button and you're protected. so, if you don't like the idea of tech companies exploiting your personal
1: information, visit expressvpn.com slash newsday right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That is expressvpn.com slash newsday to protect your data. Go to expressvpn.com slash newsday to learn more. And now,
0: let's get back into the news. Yeah, here's some social media news. Uh, Last week, we talked about how Facebook is finally cracking down hard on QAnon conspiracy theories and extremism in general, which is refreshing, but also long overdue. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, in a similar vein, Facebook announced this week that Holocaust denial has no place on their platform. They did it, everyone! It only took over a decade. Yeah, and, like, multiple mass casualty events. Yeah. Uh, In a blog post explaining the decision, Facebook's VP of content policy wrote... Our decision is supported by the well-documented rise in anti-Semitism globally and the alarming level of ignorance about the Holocaust, especially among young people. According to a recent survey of adults in the U.S. aged 18 to 39, almost a quarter said they believed the Holocaust was a myth, that it had been exaggerated, or they weren't sure. While still long
1: overdue, what's refreshing here is that Mark Zuckerberg, a Jew, just two years ago said in an interview with Recode that basically he was cool with Holocaust denial on Facebook because he felt that most of the people doing it were just misinformed. I mean,
0: whatever, The free right? market of ideas will sort that yeah, out.
1: Yeah, that interview went over about as well as you would have expected, and Zuckerberg had to follow it up with a statement saying, I personally find Holocaust denial deeply offensive, and I absolutely didn't intend to defend the intent of people who deny that. When you're... Oops. <laughs> you've already
0: lost when you... Look, I didn't... Uh, I wasn't in, siding with I, the Holocaust. I didn't de- intend to uh, side with the Holocaust. No. Ah. Oh,
1: my God. Uh, in contrast, though, Zuckerberg wrote the following regarding his change of heart on this subject.
0: We've long taken down posts that praise hate crimes or mass murder including the Holocaust but with rising anti-Semitism we're expanding our policy to prohibit any content that denies or distorts the Holocaust as well. If people search for the Holocaust on Facebook we'll start directing you to authoritative sources to get accurate information. I've struggled with the tension between standing for free expression and the harm caused by minimizing or denying the horror of the Holocaust. My own thinking has evolved as I've seen data showing an increase in anti-Semitic violence as have our wider policies on hate speech. Drawing the right line between what is and isn't acceptable speech isn't straightforward but with the current state of the world i believe this is the right balance and
1: shortly after uh, facebook updated its holocaust denial policy twitter followed suit oh we might have a problem with that too Ooh. so that's good uh the holocaust is one of the most well documented events in history and surprise it didn't happen that long ago yeah it, it's not ancient history. In the grand scheme of things, it didn't happen. It like it relatively l- recent, literally forty years before I was born.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, the the Nazis, they left behind meticulous documentation about it, and experts from around the world have been studying it for the last 75 years. Uh, The only way Holocaust denial even works out logically is if there is, in fact, some sort of Jewish Illuminati controlling everything, and that's a very extreme belief, which also doesn't make a whole lot of sense, since if the Jews really had that much power over everything, an explicitly anti-Semitic leader like Hitler would have never made it as far as he did.
0: Yeah, it's... uh... Does not compute, but I guess <laughs> gunshot bang. Why would they yeah. do this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what about the First Amendment? You bellow at your screen.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's all I in- should be able to say whatever yeah. ignorant bullshit I want, even if it does inspire
0: casualty mm-hmm. events. Look, at this point, it's it's impossible that you haven't heard this by now, but. The free speech protections in the First Amendment of the Constitution certainly do protect your right to believe and say pretty much any dumb shit you want to believe and say, but it has nothing to do with whether a private company lets you post it on their website. At least for now, the Section 230 thing is looking a bit iffy. Um, But as it stands, Twitter could ban the word penis right now if they wanted to, Mm -hmm. and there would be nothing to stop them from doing so, no matter how ridiculous it is, no matter how mad anyone got about it. But that could change. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking
1: of which, this week, Twitter also did something that upset both free speech warriors and a lot of normies when they blocked a set of New York Post stories from being linked in tweets. The New York Post stories in question were about Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, uh, and some alleged corruption that they got up to six years ago involving Ukraine, and it's a story that seems to have a lot of holes not the least of which is that the New York Post is a right-wing gutter tabloid not exactly known for breaking huge investigative political journalism stories. But a lot of political news these days is dubious and still ends up posted on Twitter. These stories didn't. So what the hell happened?
0: Well, okay, so the explanation from the Twitter safety account was that the articles contained hack materials, including personal and private information, which is a violation of Twitter policy. And, yeah, I mean, these stories contain emails and photos uh, from a computer that uh, a computer repairman allegedly got from Hunter Biden. It's apparently his computer. There's pictures of him on there and emails and stuff. The computer repairman uh, discovered this and sent them off to Rudy Giuliani, of all people. So, I mean, I guess that could count as hacks materials. But also, a lot of important journalism from history came from unauthorized leaks. Like, if Twitter was around in 1971, would the Pentagon Papers also be blocked? I don't know. Seems like an overreaction. Meanwhile, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey seemed to not exactly be on board with what happened, Mm -hmm. tweeting, Our communication around our actions on the New York Post article was not great, and blocking URL sharing via tweet or DM with zero context as to why we're blocking, unacceptable.
1: And now he's got to go down to Washington again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Anyways,
1: the whole thing is dumb because these New York Post stories, while somewhat salacious probably wouldn't have gotten nearly as much attention if Twitter hadn't blocked it from being shared. It actually amplified it. It really did. Uh, There's just not much to the story, and it's not good journalism, and it's probably not the sort of thing that will affect a whole lot of people's opinions
0: about who they're voting for in two weeks either. I would love to talk to the person who's like, well, I was going to vote for Joe Biden, but then I found out that uh, his son might have introduced... an executive from the Burisma Oil Company to Joe Biden while he was in office. And I just I just can't bring myself to vote. I have to vote for Donald Trump now, a man who's never been accused of any sort of graft. Yes. Because that's how my brain works. I would love to meet the person that exists out there whose brain works that way. I've seen a lot of uh, chattering
1: on Conservative Instagram that I uh, have friends and family because I don't go on Facebook anymore. So uh-huh. now it's seeping into Instagram yeah. about how it's much safer to have Donald Trump as president because he's immune to the virus. And uh-huh. Joe Biden isn't. That, that is that the that's the hoops that people are jumping through right now. I've seen it with my own eyes.
0: He is immune. So therefore... He is much better suited. He's even more powerful. It's like when Gandalf <laughs> came back as Gandalf the White. The
1: man, he's a human Katamari ball.
0: Yeah. He just grows stronger. Yeah. You thought Obi-Wan was dangerous as a man. Now he's a force ghost.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying what I've had. It's all like yeah, what seems, I've seen.
0: It seems about right.
1: But anyways, now there's much more news about the censorship itself surrounding the New York Post article than yeah. the actual story, which the most like viral thing that had come from it were some pretty cool looking pictures yeah, of Hunter looks Biden pretty badass Yeah. Like, damn what a cool guy. Yeah. Someone that you'd want to hang out with.
0: Like the yeah, definitely on the cool end of like divorced dad energy. Just uh, if you smoking put cigs in my bathtub.
1: Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr, and Hunter Biden next to each other and said, "Who do you want to hang out with?" Hunter, for Easy sure. Easy choice. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, now Republicans in Congress are trying to subpoena Jack Dorsey over what they perceive as election interference when it's really more likely that Twitter just fucked up and overstepped it in its own efforts to prevent election interference. Yeah. They went above and beyond uh, and should have retracted Twitter
0: uh, rightfully probably feels a little bit guilty for all of its negative contributions to the discourse over the last they decade are overcompensating. or so. Uh, yeah, They're they they are definitely overcompensating. They've been doing like the fact-checking on uh disinformation tweets and stuff and like this one i don't know i I, i'm sure we'll find out more about the background that went into this new york post thing at some point but uh yeah no all it did was uh it did not have the intended effect the streisand effect i thought everyone understood the streisand effect if you try to stop if you go out of your way to stop people from looking at something they're gonna be like "Whoa, why why don't they want me to look at it Mm -hmm. so whatever Twitter, you 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 did a big dum dum this week. But yeah, it's it's also just it's all just still pointless because, like I said, I don't think anybody's mind is changed. At we're so close to the election, like they say that there are undecided voters out there, but I just really don't think they represent any large proportion of the population. I wasn't trying to
1: commit voter fraud by digging through the ballot box. I wanted to get my ballot back to change it. Yeah, because I saw Hunter
0: Biden smoking a cigarette in a bathtub. Oh my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, if you want to really get mad about something a little more consequential, Mm -hmm. a new study from the Journal of the American Medical Association looked at and analyzed mortality data and concluded that the U.S. has been pretty severely undercounting COVID-19 deaths. Uh, Basically, comparing the pretty consistent usual number of U.S. deaths in a normal year with our current year and subtracting all the official COVID-19 deaths still leaves a large excess of deaths that, shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, from March to July, there were 1.3 million deaths in the U.S., so roughly 225,000 deaths higher than any normal year. But the official number of COVID deaths during that time was 150,000, which leaves 75,000 other excess deaths that aren't included in any official pandemic death tallies, but they Mm -hmm. Um, happened. The study estimates that when 2020 is all said and done, there may be more than 400,000 excess U.S. deaths for the year. Which is a lot. Wild, yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily
1: mean that all of the excess deaths are directly COVID-related, though the authors do speculate that some definitely were. I mean, just statistics alone have to dictate that that's true. Uh, People who died from heart problems caused by but not officially linked to COVID infections could be one. Yeah. But other reasons for excess deaths could be Americans being less willing to go to the hospital either out of fear— or because they can't afford it. Yeah. Plus mental health problems and substance abuse stemming from unemployment and housing stability. Uh, that weighs on people.
0: Yeah. One thing they brought up in this is they're like, uh, yeah, people have been driving a lot less this year. Mm-hmm. So like that should have... It, it should have stopped deaths because yeah. car accidents are one of the leading causes of Yeah. It. So you take away like a, a decent, chunk of, uh, decent chunk of car accident deaths and we still have this huge excess death. It's like, Guys, something's up. Something's up. Yeah. Regardless of the exact
1: causes, what's noteworthy is that from the month of May onward, the study didn't find similar excess deaths in other countries similar to the U.S. who also experienced huge COVID 19 outbreaks.
0: So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, May was the point. Like before May, like the U.S. looked all right compared to the rest of the world. And then after May, like chaos. Yeah, it's just, it just keeps getting worse here while things improve elsewhere. So, yeah, a lot of dead people. And meanwhile, The New England Journal of Medicine, which is one of the oldest and most respected medical journals in the world, made the highly unusual decision to write an op-ed written by its editorial staff, uh, essentially calling the current U.S. administration a medical failure, though never explicitly naming Trump or any other individuals in the administration. This is the fourth op-ed that the journal has ever published in its 208-year history. So uh, let's close out the show by reading some selections from it. The United States came into
1: this crisis with enormous advantages. Along with tremendous manufacturing capacity, we have a biomedical research system that is the envy of the world. We have enormous expertise in public health, health policy, and basic biology, and have consistently been able to turn that expertise into new therapies and preventative measures. And much of that national expertise resides in government institutions. Yet our leaders have largely chosen to ignore and even denigrate experts. The response of our nation's leaders has been consistently inadequate. government has largely abandoned disease control to the states. Governors have varied in their responses, not so much by party as by competence, but whatever their competence, governors do not have the tools that Washington controls. Instead of using those tools, the federal government has undermined them. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which was the world's leading disease response organization, has been eviscerated and has suffered dramatic testing and policy failures. The National Institutes of Health have played a key role in vaccine development, but have been excluded from much crucial government decision-making, and the Food and Drug Administration has been shamefully politicized, appearing to respond to pressure from the administration rather than scientific evidence. Our current leaders have undercut trust in science and in government, causing damage that will certainly outlast them. Instead of relying on expertise, the administration has turned to uninformed opinion leaders and charlatans who obscure the truth and facilitate the promulgation of outright lies.
0: Here's more. Let's be clear about the cost of not taking even simple measures. An outbreak that has disproportionately affected communities of color has exacerbated the tensions associated with inequality. Many of our children are missing school at critical times in their social and intellectual development. The hard work of healthcare professionals who have put their lives on the line has not been used wisely. Our current leadership takes pride in the economy, but while most of the world has opened up to some extent, the United States still suffers from disease rates that have prevented many businesses from reopening, with a resultant loss of hundreds of billions of dollars and millions of jobs. And more than 200,000 Americans have died. Some deaths from COVID-19 were unavoidable, but although it is impossible to project the precise number of additional American lives lost because of weak and inappropriate government policies, it is at least in the tens of thousands in a pandemic that has already killed more Americans than any conflict since World War II. Anyone else who recklessly squandered lives and money in this way would be suffering legal consequences. Our leaders have largely claimed immunity for their actions, but this election gives us the power to render judgment. Reasonable people will certainly disagree about the many political positions taken by candidates, but truth is neither liberal nor conservative. When it comes to the response to the largest public health crisis of our time, our current political leaders have demonstrated that they are dangerously incompetent. We should not abet them and enable the deaths of thousands more Americans by allowing them to keep their jobs. We should also vote out Diane Feinstein too. I I voted her out last time. <laughs> Everyone else in this stupid fucking state was like, "Yeah, Diane, Yas Queen, go girl." She's eighty-five, and that's a good thing. She knows how to do the job. You want to put Kevin DeLeon, some city councilman, up in Sacramento or in the United States? You get what you fucking deserve. Yeah, Diane Feinstein sucks. Yes. but uh, yeah, that that op-ed, uh, you. you the medical industry is is very apolitical the vast majority of the time. So it's, it's very unusual to see one of the biggest medical journals just be like, oh, yeah, no, they have... look, we know what we're talking about here, and uh, the U.S. government uh, totally fucked up. Like, this didn't have to happen. Well, you got to put yourself in the typical
1: American's shoes. Whenever they see a doctor, it's bad news. Yeah. It's pills and bad news.
0: I'm going to put a vaccine up my butthole. Yeah. Uh, actually I'd like to live in blissful ignorance that doctor's gonna make me autistic mm-hmm. uh, well that's a lot for you to take on
1: for uh, today so we'll leave you with that uh, if you want to check out more of our episodes please check out the most recent episode right over here uh, and then also check out uh, our most recent episode of Weekly Weird News we'll be back with uh, some news dump here in a, a day or two and, and then we'll have more weird news and, and the cycle just keeps on going please subscribe to the ends. channel
0: it never ends
1: we're over 150 episodes this year I am retroactively exhausted and I'm ready to I'm ready for Christmas to get here and for the weather to cool down 150 more yeah. 150 more bye bye